Take to the Sky for the third and final entry in the Heisei Trilogy with us this week as we say farewell to the terrific Terrapin who befriended humanity and helped to bolster all of Kaiju cinema. This week, we stand resolute in our look back on a film that's often considered one of the best giant monster movies ever made. This is Kaiju versus History, Gamera 3, Revenge of Iris. Welcome back to Kaiju vs. History. This is your alien Avenger, Miles, and joining me is a giant battle damage turtle, Patrick. Patrick, how are you doing this week? I've, I've been stabbed through my shell, but I'm still here. <laughs> still right that, that freaking turtle gets stabbed in the same fashion in almost every single movie he's in. Like, it's not a Gamera movie, I guess because, like, he was like, the first Kaiju that just bled all the time. Like mm-hmm. he's like John Moxley, professional AW wrestler. Like if he's wrestling, I know I'm getting blood and <laughs> I, and I, I know this guy is going to bleed and same with Gamera. I know he's getting stabbed. I know his arms getting cut off. Cause that's a thing. This, this franchise has been doing a lot recently yeah, is he just lot, loses an arm battle damage on, on Gamera and the, the Heisei trilogy. And yeah, it, it it does not disappoint as we, of course, we're looking at 1999's A film directed by Shusuke Kaneko. Gamera 3 Revenge of Iris. Boy, yes. howdy. <laughs> yeah, Iris? Iris? Yeah, yeah I've always should... said Iris, but the, I, I, when I'm watching the movie and they keep saying Iris and I'm like, I pronounced this movie wrong my entire <laughs> do, life. <laughs> well, do you want to talk about the uh, title? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, speaking the of which, what's title? In the title, Patrick? <laughs> well, you know, we call uh, the the plant an iris, of course. Right. And the monster of this movie is named after a cat, which is very cute. The cat is named after, I believe, the plant. I don't think there's like another translation for iris. I think it's just, a you know, the Japanese pronunciation versus the. Gotcha, the gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, this movie's Japanese title is Gamera 3 Jashin Kakusei, literally translated as Awakening of an Evil God. I prefer that because the in, every single time I've seen this title, because I, I actually didn't see this one until this is what I've talked about last week, where there are certain movies I just hadn't seen before we started to do the show. And I got I had the Heisei Blu-ray set, but I, I put off watching this one for this specific purpose. And I was I've, I've been so curious because I wanted to know, like, what is the entity that needs revenge? Because we didn't see this character before. And so I've always been curious about that, because typically when a franchise has like revenge of the Joker or revenge of Durant, I don't know why <laughs> I'm using Dark Man, but like there's always a, a established character that you have seen before. and. So now knowing that this character was made specifically for the third third movie, the Revenge of Eris is kind of a bad title. <laughs> well, it, it's interesting. The kanji for this has both. You can translate it out. I don't know if you can see it on the the poster. If you're you're looking at that, I didn't put it in our notes, but has in subtitles the the name Eris, but also can be translated as uh, Irisu, or you know, the Awakening of Iris. Which um, better awakening of the god also good. Also, at the end of the movie, they call it just Gamera 1999. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure which version the... Oh, no, Amazon got the 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 most recent kind of Blu-ray adaptation mm-hmm. from from was it Arrow Films? Yes, it's from Arrow. The, those movies, yeah. The, there's a lot of different things. It was also you know abbreviated often to G3, Gamera 3. One of the 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 English Japanese titles was G3, the Guardian of the Universe. I think the Gamera 1999 subtitle was the absolute guardian. Of the yes. Universe. Yes. And that's, that's what it was. And I was like, okay, so it's like, they produced the absolute unit phrase, but all right, I'm, I'm into that. <laughs> yeah. That, 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 that title has just always been wild to me. Anything I, else? Not, not particularly. I just really enjoy, I do like the naming convention of Gamera guardian of the universe, Gamera attack of legion, Gamera revenge of virus. I think those low very very yeah low. it's very attack of the clones revenge of the sith you know yeah yeah feels um, feels like an actual kind of sequel subtitle yeah yeah no, no i i get that and i do like that kind of nomenclature for it. i just i feel like if it maybe if they called it revenge of the evil god or something that would at least like the title itself would make me think okay something happened in the past or 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 something that we don't know yet like i just i feel like revenge of 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 Iris is just i don't know a little weird for me, but but either way, this this movie is one, especially coming into having not seen it. You know, this one's loaded with expectations because as as people have gone back and watched these movies, you know, obviously much later after the fact, because I think only the first one was available on DVD for a while. Yeah, people yeah, have 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 retroactively gone back and 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 declared Gamera three one of the greatest kaiju films of all time. Yeah, but and, this only got released in, in on DVD in the US in 2003, so yeah, a number of years after after it came out. That and the, I mean those those DVDs were a little more limited too cuz I I know I'd seen them around but I usually saw them at used stores. I don't know if I saw one in the wild. Like they still weren't like mass. I mean, now you see the Showa sets and the Heisei sets anywhere like quality movies are or boutiques are sold because that that box set one it's gorgeous mm-hmm. and i mean even if you go to barnes noble or something you're liable to see something from it so i think they've also done them individually as well so yeah let's let's talk a little bit about the setup for this one because this yeah. this takes a, a direction that honestly i'm surprised more kaiju films from franchises haven't done like i'm i'm shocked that it took until this one to really kind of have a character that's that go go leans harder into their motivation. Yeah, yeah. This movie starts in kind of a is it completely black and white or is it like super sepia tone? So you have the doctor looking at uh, Gauss in I think South America or something. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I was talking about the flashback to so, but well, so that, that happens right afterwards. You you have that uh, one sequence in the flashback. Right, right, right. And and yeah, it's it's all stuff from the first two movies and then some new stuff, but all of it's in black and white, which is a really, really cool tribute to the franchise in general. Yeah, it looks really good. It looks really good. This movie brings back our, you know, kind of main Gamera actresses and, and actors, characters that we didn't really get to see much of in Attack of Legion. Um and uh, you, you mentioned that the one, one of the first characters we see is Mayumi, Dr. Mayumi, who mm-hmm. is, you know, 
our absolute main character of Gamera Guardian of, of the Universe. And this film introduces kind of like a, a new main character who we're going to to follow along with in the is it Ayana is, is yeah Hirosaki. And we, we see her parents are killed very early in the film and in, in the first movie in the fight between Gamera and um, super gauk toward towards the end of that film and it, it's it's pretty innocuous it's just a you know gamma like hits the building that they're in they're they're collateral damage but this is enough to scar her and give her a hatred for for gamma and and this movie also really leans in, into that aspect of the collateral damage in a way that mm-hmm. i'm i'm really surprised i mean it's it's certainly been touched on in godzilla films but This one really like the battles and stuff. It really hammers home that, hey, these even the good guys, you know, they're they're not blameless and they are 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 causing some problems. And And it's it's really horrific. It it is. Yeah. You know, the these monster battles are very much like forces of nature. Early on in this movie, we get a pretty extended destruction sequence between Gamera fighting a couple of not even full-sized Gauss, but very close to full-size monster Gauss. And it's horrific. The the, the fireball sequence kind of like mm-hmm. closes out act three where you see, you know, people's bodies just like blown into the air. <laughs> it's it's so so disturbing. Honestly, if if I saw Kaiju coming, I would be running for <laughs> running for the hills. Oh uh, yeah. 100% for all the good it would do us. But yes, yeah. I, 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 I agree. Actually, I think the worst death in this movie is the, 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 the homeless, the indigent people that Osako is, is friends with getting crushed by the, the corpse of the flaming pieces of the gas. Oh yeah. That one's rough. Oh. Also you get the jump scare of what, Iris does to humans <laughs> yeah. and you get that kind of joker corpse. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's gross as well. Yeah. Yeah. So this film, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the plot, but one of the themes that it kind of brings in is that of the guardian beasts of carnal directions that I believe were originally from Chinese culture, but became mm-hmm. kind of enshrined particularly in Kyoto, where this film's climax takes place, and we get to see one of the characters, I think, is it showing Ayana? Or I forget which character gets kind of like a tutorial in this history. It might be um, me. It's, yeah, it, it is. Is, is that um, right it's, after it's, she it's, plays? Yes. The, the Sega Dreamcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the there's there is a Sega Dreamcast in, in this movie, and it plays an important role, which is why this movie is considered one of the greatest kaiju films of all time. Sega Dreamcast, ten out of ten. And this is I, this is I, like, was, I was thrilled to see my my precious Dreamcast. Uh, this is a year before the game came out too, which is pretty funny. <laughs> I think yeah, it came, came out in '99, and this came out in. Uh, well, I, it, I'm trying to remember when Dreamcast launched. Or no, this came out the same year because this movie came in out in 99. Yeah, in, in the States, it was 9999. I love Dreamcast. So yeah, that was that was very, very cool. But yeah, so we have a very interesting story because you have this, this traumatized girl who hates Gamera with all... I mean, I think 90% of her day is just consumed with hating Gamera. 
Like she walks <laughs> around with like resting hating Gamera face. Oh man, and, I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, and like even like the bully tries to like front up to her, like you can tell she does not care. Yeah. <laughs> and they're I, like, I, isn't, I isn't Gamera kind of good because it kills other monsters? And she's like, no. <laughs> yeah. Or just she says, shut up, you don't know what you're talking about. Because yeah, the, the guy who like weirdly crushes on her is like, no, Gamera's great. He's our friend. And and if looks could kill, she wouldn't need Iris. But she finds this this ancient egg mm-hmm. in this closed off shrine. The shrine, and you, and, you, and you know it's it's not supposed to have people in it because it's it's tied up in barbed wire. That one of these freaking hoodlums has like a wire cutter and it's cutting yeah, the wire on this shrine. And I'm like, what? There. How little is there to do in this little town that this is what you guys are doing? Gotta go look and, for monsters of I, f- I forget the name of Iris to the people. It's like Ray Shay Cho. Oh yeah, yeah. It it's. Is something like that. I know what you're talking about because they, they they go into what each one means. They talk about this stone that's been in the Morobi family as part of the shrine that they've protected for generations. And, you know, not even a sumo wrestler 150 years ago could move it. And this this little rage filled girl just like digs it up and carries it. No problem, which is which is kind of funny. But, yeah, the the monster in this movie is said to be a a kind of mythical guardian of the South, which is represented by maybe a giant bird or a Phoenix of some kind. And the Northern representation is, is one that's tied to Kyoto. And that is a Gimbo, a Gimbu, which is a giant tortoise sometimes described as having a serpent like on its back. So yeah, that that's our our Gamera kind of like tie-in is he's a a guardian of the north and often fights the the guardian of the south and the guardian of the south. We don't really get a ton of other explanations for what Raosecho is. There's some scientific talk that says it is mutated Gauss DNA. At, at some point in the film, which I thought was interesting, it doesn't really look like the Gauss, but I think they're talking about how it kind of works on the same mana magic yeah. principles, this biomechanical ancient civilization created. But yeah, like, is it is it like alien in nature, like Legion? Is it also just kind of a byproduct of this ancient civilization? Don't really know, but it is it is part of this web of life that I think was was created and the Gauss is kind of like a destructive force if if the world gets too out of whack, they they come about and then Gamma rises to protect them. It, there, there's a lot of stuff going on in this movie. <laughs> there there is. In fact, I feel like there's a little bit too much going on plot wise in this movie. Because it, this movie introduces a ton of interesting ideas and concepts and has does not have or take the time to bake it all, which is, you know, is what it is. And that doesn't make the movie any worse. But that is something that I you know I want to bring up because it, it, it was a distracting thing for me, because like we we even have a whole character whose motivation is never clear. We <laughs> have no idea what he's all about. Yeah, you're talking about the kind of the the hacker character. Yeah, the creep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He uh, he he is just 
I don't know. He just see he seems to be there for chaos, but at the same time is like helping the I don't I don't know. Shinya um, Karata, he's the one that designed the simulator in <laughs> the, the 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 Dreamcast. Is that him? I think the, so. the, 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 the no, that was another guy, wasn't it? Shinya Kurata. Because was wasn't the I, I'm talking about the guy that's like with the with oh gosh what was her name Asakura? Yes. Yeah. Shadowy government government agents is is what they're described in Wikizilla as Mito Asakura and Shinya Kurata, who we see early on in the movie. I thought they had like a mystical connection but well yeah, they, so yeah they, he claims to be a descendant of that civilization civilization yes yeah we don't get to see too much of them kind of acting on these these evil impulses they do take the recovering body of ayana about halfway through the movie after she gets kind of like incorporated into iris but what is their ultimate goal i don't quite right because they- even how even how they're depicted or described in, in like Wikipedia, like a sadistic woman who believes Gamera is an evil spirit bent on destruction and that Iris is the key to his downfall. I don't remember any of that. Oh, yeah. They, they you know, she takes the crystal from Ayana and, and tries to like summon Iris to, to do their bidding and that right. does not work out for them. But that doesn't well. seem to be like, oh, I believe Gamera is evil and that's why. It's it, There's more There's more to do with them and I just, I don't think we get a clear image and it really muddies this movie up because I'm like, I don't I don't even know if we needed them. I, I kind of like that there are opposed agents, but yeah, they, they seem I, to... I mean, they don't seem to like pull a gun on our main characters at any point. They don't seem to really threaten them very much. Right. They're, they're very philosophical uh, villains. Enemies. Yeah. Well, that's that. And that's the thing is like, I don't mind about like opposing agents, but like, I don't know that they're opposing agents <laughs> in some, in some ways. Like, I don't, I don't know what the cut of their jib is other than to like, I don't know just shout platitudes and look mysterious for I, I think they're half trying an hour. Yeah. At first they're trying to influence Ayana into like, yeah, you should hate Gamera. And you know, at least she, like, has like someone she needs to, help with that. <laughs> she has someone to commiserate with, but yeah, when they come into contact with Mayumi and, um, Asaki Kusanagi comes back as the, girl. Former, the former kind of connection to, to Gamera. And I, I thought there were some interesting connections between the first movie and this one. Like they, they start off by showing the these two shadowy agents looking at all the broken medallions that they found. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I, you know, were those supposed to be connected to all the dead Gamera that they, they find at the bottom of the yeah, ocean so or what? Yeah, at the beginning of this movie, we, we see there's a bunch of dead Gamera, which even in my notes, I just said, dead Gamera's WTF. <laughs> because yeah, I was like, I was like, what is going on? Why are there all these gamma? And you find out that gamma is actually like a vessel of this mm-hmm. of this mana. Like this, this has a lot of like JRPG writing, but the problem is they don't have 80 hours to tell you that story. <laughs> no, it feels like one of those things it's like they probably fleshed out in you know graphic novel form. They th- there was a manga that brought back Showa era Gamera villain who's I forget which one maybe Baragon and it was a Heisei Gamera versus a Heisei version of of Baragon 
And I, I think that kind of expanded some of these ideas. But mm. yeah, this this is kind of this is the first of these three films. I think the director Shusuke Kaneko also co-wrote the the other two. I think were all done by a single writer. The first one was Kazunori Ito. I believe the second one was as well. But so the director had a hand in writing this film. And Shusuke Kaneko, we're going to talk about a good deal more as he also did Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters, All Out Attack. The, mm-hmm. Potentially the longest title of any Godzilla movie. And there's some similar themes between between that movie and this one. So I think he is getting out a kind of a, a mythical, mystical story that we we don't get to see a ton of in in kaiju movies there um i i have in our notes here an interview with uh um Brett Homnick that did with the the director where he talks and and asks uh about the movie and all these kind of mystical elements that don't really have a lot of answers you know there's mm-hmm. not like a like a sci- sci-fi film where the scientists can be like, this is why this is happening. This is why this is happening. He says most Godzilla movies were sci-fi, but more than that in the, in this interview, he says they are based on American sci-fi and, and their sensibilities. And yeah, he, he, I think he wanted to make this one maybe a little more palatable to a Japanese um, audience. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite quotes in here, he breaks down the three camera films, his three camera films and says, quote, the first camera was science fiction. Gamera two was a war movie and Gamera three is a little supernatural. And then yeah, GMK had a supernatural taste with a war movie combination. So that's what we have to look forward to in his, his Godzilla entry in the millennium series. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I don't mind that aspect. I actually really much enjoy that aspect. I just, I wish we we spent some time with those concepts as opposed to kind of glossing over them. Because mm-hmm. I thought we were going to unfold something. I mean, it gives you enough to enjoy the movie. Don't get me wrong. And I think Iris is a very, very cool creature. I, I love seeing the kind of weird fetus bird that... Exactly, is it? Yeah, <laughs> that, that that she befriends at the beginning of the of the picture, and apparently has a connection with because you know she says oh, he hates Gamera as much as I do, and I was like, I, I'm assuming he said that to you psychically because he doesn't have a mouth. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't have a way to communicate with others, but she seems to have a way. Uh, it's so interesting that indeed it is a he, but I feel like so much of the monster feels. Feminine at the same time, you know, um, I don't know. If it, it's, it could be as a result of absorbing like or, or however that that symbiotic relationship was working where mm-hmm. it was taking something from Ayana uh, kind of gets cocooned a few times in this. Yeah, this uh, so I feel like there, there's probably some of that. So there's some of her in in this creature. And as it evolves into the, the kaiju that fights, which honestly Looks like was designed and directed by Hideaki Anno. Like this is a Evangelion <laughs> oh, monster. There's a lot of Evangelion. I feel like influence in in this movie. Like when when uh, Ayana gets absorbed into Iris at the the end of the oh, film, oh, and, and she's oh, walking no. around the apartment when her where her parents died. Uh, <laughs> uh, I feel like that was yeah, just straight out of end of Evangelion. 
Um, yeah, I mean, not, that, that's a bad thing. I think no, no, no not a bad thing. But like, there are some great. moments where, like, I mean, when it's floating the air and and it's little like appendages are are just kind of blowing in the wind and mm-hmm. it's glowing with these like big kind of CGI pieces of of crystal. I guess it, of all of the monsters, it definitely uh, of the Heisei Gamera series, it looks the most like a biomechanical creation. You know, which is what all these. Maybe not Legion, but all these monsters are supposed to be are kind of crafted by a super advanced ancient civilization that it, it looks exactly what it sounds like. And, you know, it doesn't have a mouth. We talked about that. It feeds by like impaling its victims and then just kind of sucking the juices out, which you said we get to see in a few key horror movie kind of like the ring, you know, when they mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they find you get killed by the ring, you, you got that crazy kind of that when Joker, Samara or Sonic gets you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed all of that. I, I like, there's so much about Iris that I really do enjoy. I wish I kind of understood the character a little bit better. Uh, you did say something last week that I will disagree with though, because I, mm-hmm. I, I mentioned that we would never see a blend of practical and CGI as good again. And oh. I'm thinking you were referring to Iris and I'm like, nah, <laughs> the, 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 the effects for Joe are still way more impressive. I, I do love the CGI work here. It is yeah. not some sort of seamless you know, I, transition. I feel like of, of all the CGI, I mean, compared especially to Attack of Legion, the CGI in this movie oh, stands above it's, and beyond. It's, it's, I'm not saying it's bad. It's, it's very good. Well, there's parts where it stands out. We get a lot of aerial combat between Iris and Gamera, and some of that just doesn't work. But I think so much of the blue screen and combinations of the monster, once we finally do get this huge battle in Kyoto, oh, it just looks so good. <laughs> I, I think so, this is some of the best blue screen work we've seen so far. I mean, it's, it's really unbelievable in, in some parts. In some parts, you're like, oh, that's funny. You know, like, look, look at Sure, them. but that, I mean, that's but, the nature of the beast with these movies. Yeah. Oh, boy. There's there's so many other elements. I, I, I kind of wish we got more of because it doesn't really become kaiju size until about 45 minutes into the movie or so. Yeah. Um, the first half is, you know, Gamera versus more Gauss, who are, which are popping up all over the planet, which is kind of frightening. But yeah, it, it, its role seems to be that of something to destroy the Gamera so the Gauss can kind of do what they're supposed to do, which is destroy humanity. And as you, know, you do, why that that is what this monster was designed to do or evolved to do, we're not really sh- certain. But the the fact that the humans like do have quite a part in in fueling Iris whether it be by like literally being fuel for the monster as it grows over the course of the movie or fueling its, its hatred is is very interesting. I I really think you should go back and and watch this one because it, it is probably the Kaiju movie that I think you get the most out of some, some rewatches. I'm, I'm I'm definitely going to, I mean, this, these movies are, are great, so I'm definitely going to rewatch them. I Just, own the Arrow set, so you, there's no worry about that. So good. What one and two, Gamera one and Gamera two in this this trilogy, I just think are so straightforward. It is nice to get something that just got a little bit more meat on the bone. And it, it certainly does. I I mean, the thing is, I don't mind a movie being a little esoteric and weird, but I I also, especially with like someone like Gamera. 
I do want there to be just a little bit more centralization in the ideas. Like mm-hmm. if, if this is what this is going to be, okay, but like, let's make this the theme or, and I mean, it's there because I mean, we get it from the very beginning. The, the, the theme is there, but the actual plot devices that are driving this movie just feel kind of, they're just throwing darts <laughs> and, and, and hitting I mean, different degrees of targets. I absolutely love bringing back all the the main characters oh, from, from the first movie even though uh, Osaka I love that doesn't do a ton he's helping out with the investigation of these you know other Has he monsters. ever done a ton? <laughs> exactly, but I do like That's the funny his, part. His connection with Maribo, like he just disappears from from the movie um <laughs> after yeah. after he gets him on a bus to Kyoto, which I think is kind of funny. But yeah, we, we got some new characters. I love that it's a mix of of the the first movie's characters and all these new ones. And everyone's doing a great job. Like there's not mm-hmm. really a bad performance in the the bunch. No. And I, I really do credit the the director in that. In you know, after the first Guardian of the Galaxy did so well, the president of die was like, make another movie right now. And that's why we get Gamera two so close to the, to the original. This one is what? Four years after attack of Legion attack of Legion. No, th- three years. Attack of Legion was 1996, almost one year after guardian of the universe. This one, they didn't maybe get the green light for this movie immediately. So they had some time to kind of ruminate on it. And they also had a, a longer production period. And the the director kind of credits the quality of this film and, and said, you know, quote, in a choice between time or money, having more time is beneficial to the filmmaker. And that's just not something you get in a lot of kaiju movies. The, yeah. For the most part, they their production schedule is very short, at least all the. Heisei Godzilla movies feels like they were like under six months, like from putting pen to paper to wrapping the film, which is crazy when you think about it. But yeah, this movie just had more time than almost any other film kaiju film, maybe outside of TriStar's Godzilla. But that that movie was almost all special effects, you know, the Mm -hmm. the time that it took. Yeah, Um, no, I mean, I I might have made a who we would see the next year in another seminal Japanese science fiction masterpiece, Battle Royale. Um, mm. She, yeah, she, pl- she plays Shiori in Battle Royale and Battle Royale 2 Requiem. And she actually keeps, she's, I mean, keeps act- acting. She was in Azumi 2, which I don't remember her in. Um, and, and looks to have stayed busy until she got married around 2010 was, I think, her last film she got married in 2009 but death note 2 which is also a a shusuke kaneko directed film the the japanese death note films yeah she she did some horror stuff as well the shock labyrinth was directed by takashi shimizu who did the juan series or the grudge Mm -hmm. so Uh, this uh, i I guess yeah she's she's great i I think what's so cool about her is especially seeing that okay she's got a pedigree and it starts really here like I know we were teasing like, oh, this girl hates Gamera, but the 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 amount of controlled rage that she brings to her role. A lot of smoldering going on. Yes, but like you feel it. Like she's she with her bi language and everything, she gives an incredible performance. I 
I love her character. I, I, and I think that's why I get a little critical about some of the other things because I, I feel like the movie does abandon her a little bit. And I, I think we needed to get more from her. And it's, it's so funny that this movie is, has the most kids in it of all the, the, the Heisei trilogy, you know, they, they finally have this large cast of, of children, including her, her kind of opposite in, in Mori Morbe, who's the, the, yeah. the youngest son of the, the family that guards Iris's kind of, egg. Uh, egg. Yeah. And also he, he's the, 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 the wielder of this ancient sword, which I love at the end, um, he just kind of throws it. I'm guessing like, the, the, the budget went to everything, but that thing was, <laughs> is like, it, it looks like it's made of chipped stone It's like old rustic. It looks metal. like it was made with foam and I'm not talking <laughs> about, Oh, this looks like a foam sword. No, I mean, it looks like someone just like handed him a foam and <laughs> he just kind of like, just uh, whittled it down to, to a sword. It's, it's, for a movie where everything looks incredible, the, that that the ten inch blade—I think is what they call it—it it, it looks terrible. <laughs> I, I love Ayoko Fujitani. I love the character she plays, Saga Kusanagi. Oh my goodness um, gracious! She is functionally useless yet again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know her and Mayumi kind of. I mean, Mayumi is like the main mover and shaker in in this movie for uh, just like the the original uh, Guardian of the Universe. But towards the end, they just kind of take on, you know, the role of muse or they, they the, the are chorus, there to sell tickets. Know. They are there for, for pedigree and for nothing else. <laughs> well, they're they're there to speak for for Gamera. You know, they have like two of the last lines of the movie, you know. I oh, I'm not hating because I love both of them. Oh, like, so I, I, I want more of them and oh, I want yes. more of them in more Gamera movies, which I know was the plan. But this one, unfortunately, didn't do very well. Yeah, you know, Susuke said, you know, they could go on and make a, a fourth movie. And I think because Attack of Legion and this one just didn't perform as well as the first movie, they didn't do that. I am fine, though, because this is this feels like a end of a trilogy. A it, great, it really does. Yeah, I mean, but it feels like one that you could so easily tomorrow, Miles, pick up, get these actresses, you know, not you know, worked probably in film in like 15 years, get them back. <laughs> Just pay them money. And I, get them I would pay very, very good money for that because I think I'm almost positive. Fujitani still works. Yeah. Oh. She, she's acted as recently as, as, as 2023. Oh, um, I, I thought she had gotten out of the game. She, she'd become a mother. Right. She she did. And so she was absent from 2015 to 2020. So she took a couple years off, it looks like. But she did do some light television during that time. She did a film this past year called Tokyo Cowboy that I do not know anything about. <laughs> um, well, like I was saying, they, they can get these actresses back and then just do like Gamera's been, you know, Gamera defeats at the end of the movie, all these gauss and everything's put right. But now, 20 years later, something has awoken and gamera has got to come back to defend the world. Uh, I would, I would love I it. And, left off. and I don't think it would be even a stretch to like, you could just still do this. Cause some people are like, Oh, we had gamma rebirth. And I'm like, yeah, but that's its own anime story. We also had oh, singular yeah. point. We still got friggin' minus one and Godzilla Kong, which I'm apparently the X is silent. 
I, I heard that this week. <laughs> Godzilla uh, yeah, Kong. I heard that as well. I'm like, okay, so it's not Godzilla Cross no. Kong, which is usually how you're supposed to read it. Apparently, it's just Godzilla Kong, the new empire. Whatever. I don't care. Well, yeah. Um, I, I mean, you know, Hunter. I've always said Hunter x Hunter, but you're supposed to just say Hunter Hunter. And I'm like, Ugh, I don't like right. it. Right. <laughs> and like in certain like crossovers, if it's, you know, Capcom X, something else would be Capcom Cross, whatever. And, I don't know, man, but anyway. I agree with you fully. I think you 100% could pick up, make a legacy Gamera sequel. I think fans would love it. I think the I think the fandom is there. I think the money is there. When you have all the creatives from one of the most lauded kaiju series of all time still alive and still I mean seemingly willing to do it, you can and still working. Yeah, print print some money, and w- w- well, just with the success and the scale, they were able to achieve Godzilla minus one. I feel like they could easily easily do something with with the Gamera property. That speaking, I, I agree. Speaking of these these technicals and these creatives behind it, someone I wanted to point out didn't want to skip over again is Mahiro Maeda, who was the designer for the Heisei. Gamera Kaiju from from Gamera, of course, down to the, the Gauss Iris in this movie. He only made four monsters, but has designs for like 12 to 20 different variations and stages. And obviously a lot of them kind of go through changes and things. And they're all amazing. They're some of my favorite Kaiju designs in ever. <laughs> and yeah. I, I just want to point out, I, I love this camera, but I also love all the, the monsters in, in the series. We have seen his work before. He also designed angels six and seven in, in neon Genesis Evangelion. You know, one of those is just kind of like a eight sided. Well, shape. like I said, there, there is, there is some Evangelion here. Uh, yes. But he also worked on the animated sequence in the kill bill part one. Mm. and has worked very recently on all the Hideaki Anno Shin films. Shin Godzilla, Ultraman, Kamen Rider. He's kind of a, a favorite designer. All. Yeah. And yeah, this movie, we, we haven't talked too much about Gamera himself. Gamera looks very different in this movie from from the the other two. Kind of got like a mohawk going on. Yeah, and they, they, also, they, they do the kind of buzzsaw shell a lot more in this. It's, it looks very different, yeah, and it also kind of moves, which is which is interesting. Yeah, I, I think Gamera looks incredible in this movie. I mean, it... uh, the, the with a in an interview with MJ Simpson, they said the I, th- I think this might that I'm I'm quoting here. You know, they were given very strict guidelines about like what the monster could look like in the first movie, but on the third one, they were kind of given a little more free reign. And so, quote, you know, the appearance of Gamera is more frightening in this film so that it makes the audience more scared of him. And I have an excuse about Gamera's changes because in the ancient age, Gamera was sleeping. So day by day, year by year, he awakens, you know, he he's becoming more of this ancient monster guardian as, as time goes on. So I kind of like that. He does look a little different in each of these three films as he's, he's coming back to life, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, supposedly the, the gamma, he say gamma, uh, perfection book has a quote of some of Maida's inspirations for Iris in the film that ranges from HR Geiger's Xenomorphs to 
Cthulhu to, <laughs> I don't know if you saw this, the 1995 Ice Age set Magic the Gathering card called Blight Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that is quite a pull. And that is such a cut. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you if you Google that. Uh, no, sorry, not bright, bright spirits. <laughs> Type in blight spirit, but nothing's coming up. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I can't bring it up for a picture, but it kind of has like tentacles and also a bit of a the, the mm-hmm. flowing kind of is it blight or bright? I think well, it's bright. I, I've I've put it in the, the notes <laughs> as, as the wrong thing, but unfortunately, I didn't share a, a picture of it. Do, do you have what, um, I, I've seen a couple of tentacle creatures. I just don't know how old some of these are. Some of them look newer. So, so they've also like redone these cards yeah. uh, a couple times. So it's, it's tough to tell. Why don't I? I should have just put the, the picture in the, our notes. That would have made it a lot easier. But that, that is such an incredible pull. That uh, Blinking spirit. Sorry, that is what it's Blinking spirit. Be. Blinking spirits. I, I think I just uh, there was a, there's a, there's a there's several blight spirits and okay yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can I can see that yeah let me let me share just to make sure we're on the the same page it is a a piece of art that it, it kind of it, it maybe yeah, that's could be the inspiration at. for the flying form yeah of of Iris but I, I just thought those were very interesting if indeed that is where the that's that's crazy suggestion came from uh, you know there we get kind of like three forms of iris in in this movie kind of as it as it grows but we also get various battle damage stages of gamera we get gamera with like a massive stab wound we get gamera in, in one of the most metal things to ever happen in a kaiju movie blowing his own hand off and and having like a fist made Crazy. out of fire <laughs> towards the end. And yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Do you have a favorite scene or favorite part of this film? You'd like to, highlight well, I mean, we talked about the Dreamcast, which is the star of, of the show. <laughs> so crazy. I, I have, <laughs> I know, you know, I know, you know that I'm a big Dreamcast fan because every September I talk about it endlessly <laughs> when, when, the, when, when, when the birthday comes up X anniversary. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a Dreamcast Arsenal jersey. I mean, I'm also an Arsenal fan, but like that's I got that. I have that jersey. But uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, the the Gamera Ears fights look great, and the bat the um, battle damage, but the the, the sea destruction and, and and seeing some of that on the street level is incredible. Some work better than others. The 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 superimposed shots when like he's dodging the fire ball, fire falling on his friends. Doesn't quite land like, but because of the emotional moment, it, it works. But like, you know, some some don't, don't always completely 100 percent work. But really just, yeah, that that last fight between Iris and Gamera is great. I mean, it's and the thing about these fights is they're pretty brutal because Gamera fights get dirty. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I mean, those are the kind of the obvious ones, because I mean, look, ain't no one wrong about these kaiju fights. Like th- 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 there's a reason that people laud this film so much. They look incredible. There is some good battling. Iris is a very, very neat villain. Maybe not my favorite, but like it's it's definitely that kind of weird spiritual yeah. Evangelion type villain. And it's awesome seeing a classic monster battle one of these things. And that that totally worked for me. Otherwise, yeah, yeah it's thinking. Dreamcast, baby. <laughs> Kyoto Station is kind of the the 
the central piece of act three in the, in the fight between Gamera and in, in Iris. And I was like, it, it, the scale didn't make a lot of sense, but it from bottom to the top, it is supposedly like 50 meters tall. Like they could just fit in that building, which is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't really think about Kaiju being able to fit inside a building, but it's yeah, a great, great centerpiece for, for the monsters and has, you know, these locations where the humans and Kaiju can be on the same level, basically, which is really, really smart design and you also get a great miniature of of the station getting destroyed in in a few various ways which yes is a lot of fun uh pr- that's probably you know my my favorite extended kind of climactic sequence from from this movie but like i said i really enjoy the destruction of i think it is tokyo or you know like a district of of tokyo when in the beginning of the movie or the end of the first act that's really good as well um you know as far as uh, legacy for this movie you mentioned that we're going to see some of these actors again some of them are going to show up in in Kaneko's next kaiju film K so we get including Aimeida who plays Akimeida in that film is is like one of the is a very brief cameo i believe is a a reference to the shobajin of the the show in Heisei series and yeah, I think I think some of the suit actors as well kind of come back for for that film. Gamera in this movie is played by a new suit actor Hirofume Fukazawa, um, and and Iris is played by a stuntman, stunt coordinator Akira Ohashi, who I think will also show up in GMK. Yeah, plays King Ghidorah in GMK. So both hmm. the one of the biggest villains for Gamera is, is the same suit actor as one of the biggest uh, Godzilla opponents as well. Yeah, this, even in the director Kaneko's own words, was not as well regarded when it came out as the original Guardian of the Galaxy film. I definitely think that fans have retroactively kind of embraced this as I'm maybe sorry, Guardian of the what? Galaxy? Universe, sorry. There you go. <laughs> My notes are all over the place. I, I was like, I'm going to wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> I, I think I started writing that and <laughs> got all over the place. Yeah, it's hard to compare this one to other kaiju movies. It, it, you know, I think is, like you said, maybe a little messier than the original uh, Game of Guardian of the Universe film. But I think it's also better in some ways. It's really hard to to compare them. It is crazy to think about, uh, you know, this being the the culmination of the Gamera series versus versus Destroya was the the mm-hmm. end of the Godzilla series, and like they were only like four years apart. They feel like twenty years apart, you know, as far as the technicals are concerned, and <laughs> in, in some things. Yeah, I think I think we should probably get to it get to to talking right, about our, our ratings for this film what what do you what do you got for your personal enjoyment miles where are you, where are you sitting for so three? you know coming into this movie with with pretty high expectations because you know it it is interesting coming into something like this because if i watch a movie that like i may have seen before when i was a kid or something and knowing now it's highly regarded and coming back to it i can kind of i can go with that if it's a movie that I've never seen, sometimes when I'm told, oh, this is the best of this entire type of film, you know, you, you kind of 
I don't know. My knee jerk reaction is like, you know, folding my arms a little bit. All right, let, let, let's see what's going on. And so sometimes I feel I might be a little more critical on on those mm-hmm. for, for that. And I definitely feel that way with this movie because of the one that kind of threw me back is is there's so much plotting stuff that we're introduced to. And it was very frustrating to me to kind of how messy that part is when everything else about this movie rushes. I love the story. Mm-hmm. I love the creature. I think this movie is supremely directed. The soundtrack rocks. Special effects are great. Gamera is awesome. It's this one thing that just keeps bugging me. However, the script isn't bad. Does it need to be no. realigned? Yes. But it's, it's unlike. So, I was about to say, we, we talked about how last week's movie needed to be cut. I, I, yeah, I think. I'm with you. I think this movie needs some more time. This movie needs 15 <laughs> more minutes. That's so crazy. <laughs> Take 15 <laughs> minutes away from Mighty Joe Young. Mighty Joe Young. This movie. And, but unlike last week where like the movies actively hurt, this one is more of like when I think about it, because, you know, throughout watching this movie, you're like, oh, you're gonna get some answers and you might glean some stuff on future watches. You know, there might be something that missed or maybe I, mm. you know, went to refill my drink. Someone said something quickly and I missed it. That, that can absolutely happen when I'm watching a subtitle movie. It doesn't happen often. I try to pause, but, you know, whatever. For that reason, though, I'm not giving it a perfect 10, Ooh. but I'm absolutely giving it a 9 in Ooh. terms of personal enjoyment there. Because, because Just because of that. Because, look, mm-hmm. this movie is going to score very, very well. But <laughs> I, I had to make my, dissatisfa- my dissatisfaction known for that aspect of it. Yeah, All right. yeah no, I can understand yeah. that. Tell me why you're giving it a 10. <laughs> I mean... I, I think I gave all the camera movies a 10. I know you so have. I know be, you. I know it would be wackadoo if I didn't give this one a 10 for personal enjoyment. I, I really do think this might be as rewatchable as Guardian of the Universe. I personally like Attack I think of... it's the most rewatchable out of all of them. You think this one is? I think it is. I don't know. The first one, like I said, is just so simple and to the point. But it, I, the, the, I mean, I, I've watched the, the, the second or the first one like twice this year because i watched it for doing stuff with our friend drew mm-hmm. so i i i agree it's a very watchable but movie. that one has a lot of origin stuff this one yep. gamera is what you say nope no i said yep that's what, oh, yep, why yep, yep. i prefer <laughs> this one because you know you know me and origin stuff I, well, I yeah this movie has gamera at the very beginning and not only that it's it's origin for a series because Kaiju don't exist in that universe until that movie. So there's a lot of a lot of stuff to get through. Uh, still, I think that movie is very rewatchable. I think this one is extremely rewatchable as well. It does suck you in. The human drama kind of from beginning to end doesn't really let go. You like the new characters. You love the returning. Characters. Oh, 100%. Love them, love them, love them, love them. Action is amazing. We get Tons of special effects sequences and and great battles in the movie. So I, I really I'm I'm sucked in from from top to bottom. I'm giving it a ten out of ten, but you know just because I mean <laughs> th- this movie can be bad and I would still <laughs> super enjoy it. I mean a lot of people don't like Attack of Legion, but I I can go back and watch that movie a lot. So. Oh, right. For for its technical aspects, I really do think this movie is quite an achievement. I, I was watching the actually the last two movies, part of it my wife watched with me, and she was very surprised that both Mighty Joe Young and in this film came out when they did. They look both of them so far ahead of their time. And 
it is crazy that only three years are, you know, kind of uh, passed between the last Gamera movie and this one, because I, I feel like they do have a number of advances in, in Dae's special effects department in that time. Th- there's some destruction sequences in this movie that look so good. <laughs> it really mm-hmm. does. It, it's, it's technical achievements. I don't think get topped until like 2014's Godzilla, maybe Cloverfield will, will, will top them, but it, it, it does so much so well here in the nineties. I think it's, it's one of those kind of tent pole. Mm-hmm. This is the point, what to point people to of like, why do people like the special effects in Kaiju movies? They all look so fake, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> point them to this movie. It looks amazing. The script is, I think very serviceable for getting the human characters and the kaiju characters to where they need to be. But yeah, everything else in this movie is, is firing on, on all cylinders. So it's another 10 from me, Miles. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know why you're apologizing. Looking for something less. Yeah. <laughs> what no, about you? I mean, I, I, I came to this knowing who, who, who I'm in bed with. I, <laughs> I, I know, I know across the board, 10, 10, 10, but hey. again, I gave I gave it a nine. It's a I gave it a very high score, despite the fact that I think the script needs a little, just a little, little just sprucing up. That does not stop this from absolutely being one of the best kaiju movies of all time. It has an incredible script. It I mean, that's trouble. Incredible story. Yeah, it has incredible actors, incredible fan service in terms of returning fan favorites. Who even if they don't do a whole lot of useful stuff. A lot, you know, they're there. They're great. I love them. They're the you have, chorus, you know, and the yeah, main ticket is these two monsters. But the 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 suit work, the the monster work, the battle choreography, all just firing on all cylinders. I, I think that everything about this movie, apart from my my minor gripe, which really honestly affects my personal enjoyment and not my critical assertion of the actual technical skill of this movie, because I think the script as is, is very, very good. Mm-hmm. And I think there are some plot points that I want more from, but at the same time, I think this movie cannot be denied. And I think every aspect of its technical prowess is, I mean, superior. This is a 10 out of 10 for sure. And what about its importance as a as a piece of kaiju art, where where you seating it for for our final metric? Third verse, same as the second. Ten out of ten. <laughs> I I think that this is one that has where we often talk about you know how time is going to tell on some of these newer movies and how the the evocative nature might be tougher to call on some of them. But this one, I mean, especially with the resurgence of kaiju popularity in the last decade, but especially within the last five years, and a lot of people have pointed as the kind of their North star Gamera three revenge of Eris. This movie is brought up a lot among modern Kaiju fans, among people who kind of came back to this as a watershed moment in, in Kaiju history. And I, I, I wish, I wish this movie made the impact then that it's mm. doing now, because this is an incredible film. This, this, this should have led to a great millennium era for Gamera. And it didn't. We don't we don't see Gamera again until 2006. And then we don't really see him at all until this year. Well, yeah. last year, Se- seven years until the next film. And then, yes, basically nothing. There, but there was said, there was a there was a fan film. Gamera 4 
truth. Yeah, well, if you watch the clip of it, it's probably best it didn't get released. Made in 2003. Um, yeah. Yeah, been... I've 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 seen that clip and I I wish <laughs> I wish him well. I'll I'll give him that. <laughs> Boy howdy. But yeah, this this film is is I think a perfect kaiju film in many ways, especially since it pushes some ideas that we haven't explored enough, like with the collateral damage and mm-hmm. the effect that these things can really have on the people. Because over the last several years outside the first movie, we're more we're more tied into the 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 wrestling match, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And this movie takes a step back and like, hey, there are real victims here who are completely innocent. And I know Bielante did a little of that as well, but. Yeah. This movie does a great job with that. And what happens when one of those people who was affected by it can do something about it? I, I I really love what this film does. And I think it's an incredibly important film in kaiju history. I think it's an incredibly important entry for anyone who is interested in watching kaiju films or interested in like, oh, I need, I need a mixtape of movies to watch of like the best of. This is 100%. It should be in the top five of that list, most likely. Yep, right there with you. 10 out of 10. This is definitely one of the most important, one of the most beautiful kaiju movies ever made. I have a soft spot for the other two films. I did not give either of the other two films a perfect 10 out of 10 across the board, even though I think we we both gave a 10 ultimately to Guardian of the Universe. This movie, I just... It is on another level as a trilogy. I do think this is a satisfying kind of climax, even if they could have or would have made a a fourth or uh, continued the series. I just think the the themes, the monsters of this movie are all kind of gel together to make a kind of amazing finale. Mm -hmm. Um, Gamera really sets himself aside from Godzilla in his own world that has its own kind of, morality has its own like history and these three movies i think do win out i think yeah i mean obviously probably on average we've rated the camera movies a little better than hey say godzilla that being said you know it's it's not that much of a difference comparing them Sometimes it's a little night and day, but I, I also loved a lot of the Heisei Godzilla movies. I do think Gamera's connections and the monster's connections in general to humans in this film are really important. You know, we, we obviously have like a psychic character connected to Heisei Godzilla, but the the amount of kind of connections Gamera makes with, with humans in, in their films are you know, something just a little bit different. We we see that kind of coming back in the Godzilla movies later on, which we'll, we'll talk about in the millennium series and things like that. But I think, you know, it really became a, a trope, a staple of the genre with Asagi uh, Kusanagi in, in this movie who I just love, by the way, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know if we said that five yeah, or 10 know, times. I, this every episode. single time we've mentioned them. Good. So good. Oh yeah. So we're both at a, at a 10 out of 10 for this film obviously so it is a 10 final for the the podcast scoring and yeah i'm bummed that we're gonna have to wait a while to get to gamera the brave the the next film final film in the the gamera oeuvre but yeah i'm, I'm so happy this is not the the last film we're looking at in the 1990s that we actually have a couple more right <laughs> but this is yeah. 
boy, howdy is what, what a cherry on top of the, the cake. That is the, <laughs> the, the nineties Kaiji movies. I honestly was very excited to get to all the, the Godzilla movies that we'd seen this year, get to the neon Genesis evangelions of it all. But these three gamma movies and, and getting to rewatch them has been such a treat. Miles, such a treat. Absolutely. I, oh. I couldn't agree more. I mean, this, this was just a fantastic trilogy i mean it deserves all the praise it gets and i mean yeah you can't go wrong with these it, it and it definitely helped gamera kind of get the credit that he deserves yeah just just really opposite representation of the the monster from the showa era you know godzilla definitely won the showa era but but gamera's was is representing kaiju very well here in the, the 1990s absolutely i mean like you can't go wrong with either big g in the in the <laughs> heisei era i mean like i might have some criticisms of some of the the godzilla pictures but hey there's a lot more of them yep yep, yep. and i, I I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about gamera the brave again technically still part of the heisei era but not part of this trilogy so. right but still has a lot of the same creatives i think kaneko might produce that movie i don't think he directs it but yeah, yeah, that's going to do it. Miles, where can folks find us if they want to talk all things Gamera? If you want to, you know, contact us, you can email us at Kaiju versus history at gmail.com. You can reach to us on Twitter at Kaiju versus history and visit our website, Kaiju versus history.com. Uh, you can rate, review, comment, share with your friends and let us know what you think. Check out our letter box and look at all of our reviews and our list of films to review. and. Go to the uh, Cosmic Crit Discord and visit the Kaiju versus History channel and chat with us in real time. We are almost always there. And there's for the most like part Kaiju news every single week that we talk about. You know, this isn't something we talk about on the podcast very much, but like there's an, a new announcement of something Kaiju related. It seems like insane. And sometimes it's yeah, yeah, there's like a Godzilla hot sauce this week, but there's always something. <laughs> and there's more and more Kaiju stuff coming out, which I mean is expanding this project. Because someone someone asked me the other day. Hey, what are you guys going to do when you run out of kaiju films? And I'm like, well, right now I'm not really worried about it because they keep making them. I and mean, we've jokingly talked about other extensions we could possibly do if we wanted to, but yeah, I'm I'm not worried because I we have se- we have several this year that are supposed to come out. So, <laughs> yep, indeed. So who knows between now and then? Maybe we'll have times we'll make fools of us all. Miles, we'll have another Gamera movie to watch before I, too. I truly hope we do. I I don't know what the the measurement of success with this new gamer series was i don't know how it was received in terms of like <laughs> if it did well because netflix doesn't show that information for regular stuff they seemed happy with singular point we got some pops and figures and stuff there's rumors of a second season so who knows who knows yeah Re- rebirth was a lot of fun and it was very good at um, the very least i hope we get more of it i would like some more where it's not just I mean, I, I love seeing classic updates. Don't get me wrong. But now I want some fresh stuff. We'll see. What are we doing next week? Right. Thanks for for going through these with me. We've got two more films in the 1990s. Two more films to get through before we are done with this season. And it's got to be a classic, right? No, Maz, no. Oh, no. No. Unfortunately, we're leaving Japan. And we're going to take a look at kind of a black sheep of the 1990s kaiju era, but one that has to be reviewed. A joint production with uh, Korean director Shim Hyung Rae, and believe it or not, another kaiju film released by TriStar in, in other countries. 
Trust us when we say next week's movie is going to make Godzilla look like a little old kitty cat. That's right. Tune in next week for History versus Youngery.